What's up, everyone? Shoe Booty Sports coming at you Tuesday night, normal time. This is your host, Graham Powell, co-host Bradley Brown on the other screen. Say what's up, Brad. Oh, ho, ho. There you what's go. The, the Christmas episode. It will be, what, December 26th, uh, this time next week. So, yeah, this is technically our Christmas episode. Should have brought my Prince Christmas tree in here. Well, that would have been a lot of work, but maybe... Been pretty cool. Yeah, it would have been pretty cool. Uh, maybe next year. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, quick shout out to our sponsor. Y'all know the drill. Uh, Shoebody Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. You can sign up for one or all five of their races at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your fitness app of choice. Screenshot your results as proof of completion. Submit that screenshot to rhinoraces.com under the submit results section. Once your results are verified by Rhino Races staff, your award will be shipped to you by mail. Also, check out their gear section for t-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. That's rhinoraces.com. Rhino Races is the premier virtual running series, and you can find us, Shoe Booty Sports, on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a like while you're there, and follow us on Twitter, X, whatever at shoe booty sports okay so let's talk about uh nba hoops a little bit the uh in-season tournament champions the la lakers they raised their banner they raised the prestigious in-season tournament banner it was unveiled last night and what'd you think about them having a banner of course we talked about it last week i wasn't a fan of it uh, but seeing it and all that, what'd you think of the banner ceremony, all that? Let's see if we I have the same see, opinion. Yeah, I didn't see the ceremony, but I did see the, uh, I guess the placement of the banner. They hung it with the championship banners. Uh, I didn't like that. I mean, it's not a real championship. It's just a tournament win, I guess, but. I'd been cool with them hanging it, you know, like on the other side of the gym or something, but they just hung it right up there. I don't know. It looks a little different, but I don't know. I didn't like it. Not their placement anyways. I've heard that argument. I've, I've heard people say, I've heard an argument that it would be cool to have it like maybe out where the fans are, like where the fans could like take pictures, like in front of it, you know, or next to yeah. it and all that, or under it, that kind of thing. I've heard that. I personally don't have a problem with it because if it's a championship, no, it's not an NBA championship, but I mean, it's still the in season tournament championships i mean i guess you could you should throw it up there with the rest of them i mean you're not it's it's not like you're rocking uh you know western conference final banners or western conference champion banners or uh, pacific division championship banners you know you, you got your world championship banners and i guess this nba in-season tournament one it, and here's here's why i'm okay with it primarily I like it because I, I didn't like the idea of a banner, but seeing it and seeing how they're doing it and how they're trying to market it, the league is behind this too. It's one big banner and it's just got the years that they want it, right? It's it's the exactly like I talked about last week, how the Razorbacks in their basketball practice facility and probably in Bud Walton too, 
but you see it in the pra- you see it in the practice facility, like Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, and then they have the years, right? That's essentially what the Lakers are doing here, and that's probably what the rest of the teams will do. That win it from here on, they'll just have that one in season tournament champions, and then they just have the year there, and then you just add that. I'm okay with that. I have no problem with it, especially if you're trying to make this a big deal. If you're trying to make this something that the players should get excited about, if the fans are going to get excited about, then you got to hype it up. If if you act like if the players and the league act like it's not a big deal, no one's going to care. So it, you got to do something to make it to build some prestige behind it. And I feel like this is a good start. And you know, like, and I say the league was pushing this. You know, the league was had to be push, pushing at this, right? Raise a banner, do it like this. Uh, yeah. Have one banner, just put the year there. Have an unveiling. Uh, LeBron and company celebrate. Celebrate with champagne afterward. You know, pop pop the cork once you want it. You know, they had to be behind, like, make it a big deal. Make it something that you're excited about so that other, well, I'd say other players, but yeah, other players and fans can get excited about. If you're, if you're wanting to build something and have, have it to where fans can, fans can get excited and have it to where players are invested early in the season, this is a good start, I feel like. I feel like they, the league did a good job marketing this building it and trying to make it something special and making it special is going to take time of course and great games but i feel like this was a good start i'd say if i were grading the nba's marketing behind it a a plus i I don't know if they could have done better do you see any area of improvement that they could have done to at least build it and hype it up and make it something that people can get excited about i feel like they knocked it out of the park uh you still don't like it. i don't know yeah i still don't like it i don't see what the big deal is uh so the players got you know half a million dollar bonus okay how does how does that affect me as a casual fan uh you you change the color of the court and had some spicier jerseys or something i don't know you can go you can do that on 2k yeah, it looked it looked like a bunch of wild berry pop tarts. You know, if they I think they still make those. Uh, the courts, I actually I, I kind of liked it. It hurt my eyes a little bit, but little it, bit. Was kinda, it was kind it was kind of hard to follow, like the game as well. It just I don't know the players blend in better on TV on the the traditional hardwood color. I guess I don't know, but if you're trying to make this a big deal, and I'm I'm just I'm just you know, talking over and over and over again, the same thing, like a broken record. But if you're, if you're trying to make it a big deal, then you got to hype it up and act like it's a big deal. You're, you're saying, what's the big deal? I mean, they're trying to make it a big deal. That's the point. And I feel like marketing wise, they at least did the, they did it right. I don't know what else they could have done to improve it. I think, so. I think people are going to like it or dislike. I think people are going to dislike it some, no matter what you do no matter what you do with it. But the whole point is you're trying to get players and fans engaged in the season early rather than summer. 
you know, rather than April when the playoffs start, the end of April. Like, now, how do we get people into it and tuning in now? Well, this is, I mean, this is a good start. Yeah. Good start. We'll see where it goes. So. We will. Oh, so. So, fair foul, Lakers hanging a banner for the in-season tournament. You're going with foul, I'm guessing? I'm going with fair, just foul in the location. Okay. I like I said, I, I'm okay. I'm gonna go fair all around just because if you're if it's gonna be a championship, you gotta treat it like one. And I feel like if you're gonna put it with the the NBA championship banners, you gotta do it the way you did it. Just have one banner with the year under the the year under it and hoping to add to it later on. There's a lot of space there. So you're hoping to add more as the as the years progress. But I'm okay with it. I feel like it was fair. I feel like it was a good move by the NBA to to do this, and I feel like it was it, it was a success. Um, you're going to get backlash early on this stuff. You know, not everybody's going to like it, but for what it was, I thought it was I thought it was well done. All right, so moving on, as you folks can see on Spotify and YouTube, I'm rocking my Grizzlies hat in honor of John ja Morant's return to the starting lineup to the floor. Yeah, not just to the starting lineup, to the floor. Uh, John Morant makes his return tonight. They are playing the Pelicans right now. They were getting curb stomped uh, last I or last you had checked. They had yeah. cut it to single digits last I had checked before I came in here. I'm looking up the score now. Of it looks course, pretty close. It's 109-107 Pelicans. There you go with 316 to go. And I don't know what Jaws numbers are. Check it out real quick. All right. Jaw's got 28 points. Okay, so John Morant being John Morant, they're obviously a better team without him. That was a... The Grizzlies were snake bit from the start of this season. Everybody is either suspended or hurt. But you, you're, you're missing so many guys, and it's, it's, not a very, it's not a very good team without those guys. And you, you, you see the difference John Morant makes. If anything, he draws defenders and opens up, um, you know, plays for his teammates, uh, scorable buckets for his teammates, and that's what that's the John Moran effect. One, the magic, the stuff he can do up in the air with the ball in his hand, and creating shots for his teammates. I mean, and that's a huge difference. And in a sport like basketball, when there's only five on the floor for one team, uh, one player can make all the difference. Uh, we've seen that with LeBron. No matter where he goes, success either follows or or failures follow his departure. Often, I mean, look at how Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers, have done with and without LeBron James. Yep. So one player can make. Granted, that's LeBron, but Ja is a superstar caliber player, and one player can make all the difference. So it's good to have Ja back. Uh, I would have. I would have liked to have seen him when I was at the Grizzlies game uh, earlier this year, but still an awesome experience nonetheless. And yeah, I'll uh, hopefully go back sometime and see him out there in the lineup. But a uh, good game going on right now. Good return game from John Morant. I just hope he can keep his head straight and be wise with the people he keeps around him that have his best interest in mind. 
and not just theirs for internet clout. Yeah. And that, that's been the problem with him. And hopefully, yeah, he's, we see a different John Morant, at least in that way, stays out of trouble. So, uh, John Morant back, close game at the moment, a tie ball game right now, 109 109. Yeah, 144 to go. And that's a TNT game. So, uh, that, that is something I get to do when I get off of here. I get to hopefully catch some of the NBA, uh, inside the NBA crew. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, Chuck, Shaq, Kenny, and crew, EJ. I, I, I can't say all, I can't say three of the four and, and leave out EJ. So, okay. Uh, look, look forward to seeing that. Okay. Uh, other basketball news. The Arkansas Razorback men nearly choked away a big one in North Little Rock at Simmons Bank Arena uh, against Lipscomb. Lipscomb, I assume it's Lipscomb University. But, yeah, they were up 20 at one point in the second half. Lipscomb goes on a whatever-nothing run. And did they take the lead at one point at the end of the game, or did they just tie it? Uh, I'm not sure. I did not uh, watch any of that game. I watched the game. I watched pretty much the whole game. I was actually tuning out. I was playing on my phone when they were up 20. You know, I had the game on, but I was doing stuff on my phone. Uh, Rhino racist stuff, I believe, and just catching up on other emails. And I was, like I said, just doing stuff on my phone. And I look up and Lipscomb's, Lipscomb is making a run. I'm like, okay, throw the Band-Aid on this. Stop it. And then all of a sudden, it's a game. So it got very interesting. And in a hurry, almost, I mean, almost choked the game away. Uh, Devo Buckets, Devo Davis got a big shot at the end of the game that essentially kind of gave Arkansas just enough cushion uh, to get out of there with a win. Man, that would have been a sour, sour way to leave the Central Arkansas fans to, to do that. You know, I mean, to be up 20 and to li- to have lost to Lipscomb there yeah. in Simmons Bank Arena in front of your Central Arkansas fans, man, that would have been devastating. But a win is a win, and they pulled it out. Uh, seven and four looks a lot better than six and five. That's Arkansas's record currently, seven and four. Not in the top 25, but, you know, it, there is hope. There's a lot more hope. Oh, seven and four just looks a whole lot better than six and five. Can't explain it, especially when the loss would have been to a Lipscomb team. Now, they've lost to, I don't even remember, it was like UNC Greensboro or something. That that was their first yeah. loss of the season. I think that's right, actually. Um, and, they, they, you know, they've lost to Memphis. They lost to Handley by like 15 to North Carolina. But then you go beat Duke at home. Yeah. You know, who's, be- who's better than all of them, at least on paper. But that's Arkansas, you know, then you lose to Oklahoma. I mean, this has kind of been how it's gone for these must teams these last few seasons. A lot expected, and, you know, you kind of fumble out of the gate. I mean, Oklahoma, it feels like, has beaten Arkansas like five years in a row. (laughs) At least that's what I don't know. I don't think that's the case, but that's what it's felt like. I think they've won the last three, you know, in that matchup. So... 
hopefully history repeats itself in this case and that Arkansas can turn it around and get things going once conference play begins because it's coming up. I mean, we're getting pretty close. Yeah, it's know? right around the corner. So it is. Auburn and – They better figure that shit out. <clears throat> yeah, and Arkansas and Auburn, that's turned into a pretty good rivalry with these – with these coaches, with Muss and Bruce Pearl, that's turned into a pretty fun matchup. Uh, something that fans can yeah. get into. Those teams don't like each other, and that makes for some entertaining, entertaining games and TV. And kind of, and honestly, wakes Arkansas up some. So, and and I feel like Auburn too. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens as far as that goes. Okay, but nonetheless, Arkansas gets a win. Their next game is Thursday. I don't even remember against who. Uh, another kind of mid-major type of program, but I'll tune in. We'll see how it goes. Okay, switching sports. What were you doing? Real quick, what were you doing during the Razorback men's basketball game? So you didn't watch No idea. Games? No idea. <laughs> Forgot it was on, didn't watch it. Well, it was an ESPN Plus game. That's the only reason I, I watched it. Like, most, most of the people I know didn't watch it. I, I, I just happened to have it, so I tuned into the game. But, yeah, j just curious. And it's one you expect them to win. And, honestly, I was hoping, I was like, please don't go into overtime because I really want to go chick go to Chick-fil-A because I had $20 in, you know, gift card money. Uh, Memphis winning, by the way, 115-113. So, how about that? Uh, okay, so... Memphis gets the win. They haven't gotten a lot of those this season. They do it in John Morant's return, so good start. It is the Pelicans, so. Hey, a win's a win when you're this Memphis team this year. A win is a win is a win. Okay, so, yeah, I was getting, I was wanting to go get Chick-fil-A because the one in Cabot closes at 8 o'clock, so I was like, I need to, like, put in this order so I can go pick it up. And But, they, like I said, Devo got the shot, big shot at the end, raised it back to pull it out. Got the win. I got to go get my chicken. So all was well in my world uh, Saturday night. Okay, jumping sports. Uh, let's let's talk some NFL action. Aaron Rodgers has has confirmed that he will not return this uh, season. He said that on the Pat McAfee show. I guess it was today. Yeah, yeah he's on every Tuesday. Okay, yeah, I guess it was on this morning. So. Uh, shocker, right? He's not returning to a team that's not very good. Yeah, after watching that O-line on Sunday, I wouldn't either. <laughs> the Jets screwed me in my playoffs, by the way, completely. We're going to talk completely. about that in a little bit because um, I, I got to tell you about the experience I had there, fantasy football. I know what your experience was. Yeah, you do, Dak. Uh, Dak and the Cowboys – as as Stephen A. Smith would say, they're an <laughs> accident waiting to happen. And uh. Dak and Dak was a I guess screw it. I guess we're going to talk about it now. Uh, let me get it off my chest. Dak was a free agent in my league for weeks. He's owned in like he was owned in ninety something percent of leagues. I think it was like 93, 92 or ninety three at that point before I picked him up. And I. I he was killing it. He was killing it for four weeks in a row. And I was like, I got to get him just to keep somebody else from getting, it, you know? So I pick him up and then Joe Burrow gets hurt like the next week. And I'm thinking, well, thank God I got Dak. And I plug Dak in and Dak has been killing it, was killing it yeah. week after week after week after week. 
But I just kept kind of, I was like, is this going to stick around? Is this, is this going to be the guy? And then it happened so long to the point where I was like, Dak gets it. He's figured it out. But still in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is it going to happen? Is he going to come back down to earth? And then sure enough, he came back down to earth in a big way at Buffalo uh, Sunday. And yeah, Sunday afternoon. And yeah, and he happened to do it in the first round of the fantasy football playoffs. So, of course, it's it's two weeks in my league, you know, this round. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually only down two points. I was up like nine, I was up eight or nine last night on the last Seattle Seahawks drive. And then, of course, the guy I'm playing has DK Metcalf. And it's like they, like the Eagles forgot. I was like, oh, we got to cover DK Metcalf. I mean, Bradbury just was, was Bradbury in the Super Bowl. Didn't do much. And Metcalf had a couple of big catches, one really big one at the end. I was like, well, that's it. I've lost the lead because I was at least up like three or three or four at that point. And then he had that bomb. Drew Locke had that bomb to Metcalf and double covers. And I was like, well, I just lost the lead. And I did. So I'm down two going into this, uh, this final week of the semifinal round. But at that point, I mean, it's really a pick them, right? I mean, if you're up to, I mean, it's good to be, you'd rather be up to than down to, but I mean, if, it's basically a new week going into this yeah. week. So I got that going for me. Yeah. And I got to stick with Dak, you know, it's, it's too much of a knee jerk reaction to, to pull him, even though they have a pretty tough matchup this week playing the dolphins. So it's not, it's not going to be necessarily easier. Yeah. Uh, now Buffalo's coming on. I mean Buffalo's coming on. Everybody's like, "Oh, they must wins." Yeah, yeah. People are like, oh, "I'd hate to see them in the playoffs." Like, well, they got to get to the playoffs. You know, as of now, I believe they're out of the playoffs. You got to do this yeah. is the time of year that you got to do math, folks, and where you got to do a little bit of math. Right now, Buffalo's not in it. They got they need help from other people. Yeah, but they looked really good Sunday at home. Yeah, they did. <clears throat> yeah. My uh, in one league, my I was in the semifinals and to go to the championship, and that team just straight up shit the bed. Uh, I had two players put up season lows. Um, Brees Hall got me a whopping one point nine points. Um, yeah, uh, Garrett Wilson got me five point nine points. And Travis Kelsey about put up his season low with seven points. Um, and I played against Waddell, who just damn near put up a season high, or he did put up a season high. You're talking about Jalen Waddle? Yeah. Waddle, okay. Waddell. Who, I was like, who yeah. is Waddell? I put <laughs> I, I played like, against that? freaking I played against Carr, and he put up a season high. And I played against the Indianapolis Colts defense, who scored like 23 freaking points for a defense. Got curb stopped. Well, in my other league, I beat the guy by 120 points. I scored 220-something points. 120 points? To make the playoffs. To make the playoffs. So. Wow. Okay, so mixed mixed reaction for for you. Results, that is. Yeah, the – 
Yeah, mixed reaction. But uh, yeah, the one where my team shit the bet in, that was the big money league where you get to keep a trophy for a full year. And yeah, a lot of bragging rights. And that one, that one hurt. That one hurt. Both. Yeah. Both teams that were predicted to win, both just got stomped. So I still want that the, league, by the way. If there's a yeah. spot that comes up, I want I want the first invite. Whoever I have to making, talk to for that, let's make yeah. it happen. And in fantasy football, making the playoffs is a skill. Winning in the playoffs is blind luck. To an extent. Uh to an extent, yeah. Uh I, I had Jamar Chase get hurt. Although he's still especially got me 10 single, points. Especially with single week matchups and playoffs. Yeah. Well, I had Jamar Chase get hurt. I mean, I had other guys show. I had guys show out on my bench, but so did the guy I'm playing. He had like two guys get, he had two or three guys get 20 points on the bench. I had Terry McLaurin. This go guy's off bench was trash. Bench. This guy's bench was trash. Like he played the only people he could play, and they just so happened to just perform i did My plug rasheed rice in the middle of the night and just shit the bed i did plug rasheed rice uh as a flex player this past week and that was that turned out to be a really good move because i mean he he yeah. worked out uh sunday uh and by the way speaking of the chiefs Kadarius tony is the worst nfl wide receiver I've worst ever seen receiver i've ever seen they should cut I'm surprised they haven't cut him already. I won't say worst receiver. I'll say the worst professional receiver I've ever seen. I'm not going to say yes. who, but I, I won't say who. I won't do them dirty like that, but uh, we may or may not have grown up with somebody that dropped every pass that was ever thrown to him in a, in a game. I don't, think I've, I don't think he ever caught a pass in a game. I think every pass that was thrown his way was dropped. I know who you're talking about. Uh, of course you do. But that's the worst receiver I've ever seen. Worst receiver I've ever seen. Kadarius Tony is the worst professional receiver I've ever seen. Yeah. No excuse for that. And and that hit him right in the stinking hands. And he does stuff like that every week. He does stuff to cost them every week. Obviously the yeah. the not dropping passes. You're lining up a yard and a half offsides. Yeah, anyway. like like that. That's crazy. And for him to not take accountability to say the ref should warn him. You're look. You're turning and looking at Mahomes. You should be able to look down and see that you're half a yard ahead of the ball. Yeah. No accountability. No hands. Every game, it's something with him. And that that just goes to show the Chiefs aren't a great team. Because if they were a great team, he wouldn't be out out there. He would have been cut a long time ago, or at least put reduced to the practice squad. But that yeah. they that's how much that's. I mean, they actually need him. They need him. That just goes to show the Chiefs aren't a great team. There's a reason they have. Uh, what? I don't even know if Stickham could help that dude. What do they have? Four or five losses? How many losses yeah. do they have? I think they have five. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, speaking of teams that have five losses, though, how about the Cleveland Browns? Nine and five with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco throwing absolute darts to the opposing team and then throwing absolute darts to his own team yeah. down the stretch. I mean, just going all Joe Flacco, but getting the win. It's cool. It's go cool off to see. Joku. Yeah. Yes. And it's been the season of the backup quarterback. 
We've had a lot of starters get hurt. Uh, you know, Flacco taking over for Watson, Gardner Minshew taking over for Anthony Richardson, who got hurt really early because he was still trying to play college Florida ball in the NFL. Realized quickly that ain't going to work. Uh, Zach Wilson in for Aaron Rodgers, Jake Browning in for Joe Burrow, uh, Tommy Cutlets, DeVito, Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito in for Danny Dimes. That's just a fun name to say. Tommy Cutlets, man. I'm rooting yeah. for that guy. Just because I want to keep saying Tommy DeVito every week. Or Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets. Uh, it's just, it's it's fun. It's fun to say. I want to see him, although they didn't look very good Sunday, right? No. Yeah. So, well, uh, but it's, it's, it's backup quarterbacks, you know. It's, but it's the year of the backup. It's a weird year. And you can see why all the rules are in place to protect the quarterbacks, at least right now, because I, there aren't many stars. No, there are stars left, but there are plenty of stars left. But a lot, a lot of starting quarterbacks have been out. So we, we've seen a lot of other guys get their get their chance. Um, yeah, let, let's okay, real quick. Are the Eagles in trouble? They're ten and four now. They were ten, uh, I would they 10 and one. Yeah, I would say they are, but their next three games are against New York, Arizona, and New York. So I think they're fine. Now, when it comes to playoff times, probably not. Let's the, the Eagles are the kind of team I think that if you're going to be able to turn it around, you can. Uh, it's worth noting Jalen Hurts was pretty sick. Like, I mean, like really sick. Yeah. I mean, that makes a difference. You're playing football. You're not feeling well, and especially I don't know to play to play his style where you're running on top of that, and when you're not feeling well, you're probably going to make not not going to make the best decisions when you're under pressure. He didn't last night. Uh, that pick at the end of the game. What I don't, I didn't think it was smart to throw it there because you could have worked the clock a little bit more. You had some timeouts. You could have hit something in the middle of the field. But then again, he's been pretty good at taking his shots this season. He's had a lot of turnovers this year. Yeah. Had a lot of turnovers. A lot of turnovers for a 200 whatever million dollar quarterback, 230, yeah. 250 million dollar quarterback, whatever it is now. Uh a lot of turnovers, but still, still they're 10 and 4 and with that offensive line, that run game, uh the secondary's not very good, but yeah, they get torched. Yes, they do. But, you know, the interior defense isn't bad. And they, they were really good last year. Uh, but with that offensive line and run game, if you are going to be able to turn it around with Jalen, that's the best way to do it. And that's the thing, Jalen, that, that's the scary thing, though. Jalen Hurts didn't get sacked. He didn't get sacked once uh, last night. No, no sacks from Seattle. And still turning the ball over like that. You can't do that. But it's like you said, it's an easier schedule down the stretch. Turn You can turn it around right before the playoff time. Uh, if I'm Dallas, it's one game. It depends on how they respond. You know, they, they you, you could forget about that game in a hurry. But they, they jumped all the way to the wild card with that loss. Uh, like, yeah. they're, they're no when, longer. When they lose, they lose big. Yes, they do. And it's. It's not close, it, it, at least as of late. It, it hadn't been That's, close. 
Like they, I, I mean, they got blown. They got blown out. Yeah, it's a big problem. And I thought they were off to a good start. Like Dak got that uh, late hit on him as he was sliding, and then Zach yeah. Martin runs over and basically just bumps the <laughs> bumps the guy down, which. You get a penalty and it offset it, you know, it offset the the penalty committed, you know, from Buffalo. But I was okay with that because I'm like, this this is your Hall of Fame offensive lineman sticking up for your quarterback. I had no problem with that. I feel like that's necessary a lot of times. But, you know, that was kind of the start of just multiple mistakes that the Bills capitalized on. They never looked back. So it's wait and see right now with Dallas. If they re- if they repeat, if they come anywhere close to what they did this past week, I'll say, I'll, oh, okay, they might be in trouble, right? But I think the Eagles are more likely to turn it around than Dallas. But just just based on the their ability to run the ball in that offensive line, yeah, Dallas can do it. They're not far off, but. The Eagles have, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. The Cowboys haven't shown me anything. They haven't shown me they can get to the Super Bowl or win a playoff game. I definitely don't see any of either two in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, the Eagles. It's wait and see. Uh, but I, I've got San Francisco and Baltimore the favorites right now. Yeah, and I would, I would like I would like to see that. I would love to see that matchup, that Super Bowl matchup. Whatever year that they played each other, you know, when it was Flacco and Kaepernick in the Super Bowl, you know, where Flacco just went on to tear the, that playoff run and then got a $100 million contract and then well, years later becomes a backup for the Cleveland Browns at 38 years old. But it, either way, that's how long ago it was. I would love to see this rematch. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy and company, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Man, that would be a fun Super Bowl to watch. I'm all for it. And that's the two best teams right now. Who would you favor in that matchup if Same we did friend. see that? You're not 49ers. even thinking of not even thinking about not it. Not even thinking about it. Oh, that Baltimore team's really good, man. I mean, that's, really a, good, that's a good man, defense. But... Lamar's getting I mean, Lamar's like being smart with his body, even. Like he's yeah. he's avoiding big hits. He is so he has been he's been so good this year. But so of the 49ers. I, gosh, I don't know. I, I get I'm more hesitant than you are. I don't know who I would pick. Honestly, honestly, I would probably take Baltimore. I would take Lamar over Brock Purdy. I I would love to see Lamar get his first Super Bowl ring, but I would have to put my money on San Fran. Yeah, I I think I would pick Baltimore just because just because of the like the Lamar factor. Now, granted, you got a Bosa rushing after him, but I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. He can run away, but uh, you can only run so far, too, when you got that kind of pass rush. It's it's one of those toss-up games for me, man. Uh, but, I, could, I mean, I could definitely see San Fran winning it. Um, but, okay, let, let's t- before we get out of here, let's touch up on uh, Rashard Mendenhall's uh, tweet. Did you see that about uh, the... The ra- the racial tweet talking about tired of white guys uh, or not good white guys whatever uh, commenting on 
uh, current players, I guess it was. I don't even know where the race thing came from. I but don't he, either. But he proposed. Yeah. A, I mean, he he went out of his way to cut to make it a race thing. It it was yeah. a stupid tweet. It was a he tried to explain himself and then just sounded more dumb in the tweet. Uh, talking about essentially, let's have an let's change the Pro Bowl to like all white and all black, and was essentially saying that the the all black team would blow out the all white team. And a couple of people responded and were like, "I'm not so sure about that." I mean, let's think about that. And I was, and they reeled off the the list of like the white guys. Like, you got some boses on defense. Uh, you've got yeah. uh, you got Josh Allen at quarterback. You got Cooper Cooper Cup at receiver. McCaffrey in the backfield. Uh, Adam yeah. Thielen was one because who else are you going to throw in there? I mean, that's a decent yeah. number two, I guess. Uh, but you got some solid offensive linemen. Like I said, you got what a about pass secondary? rush. Exactly. I was getting to that. You're not going to have a secondary. I guess you're going to put a bunch of safeties back there because the white cornerback is just extinct, right? Yeah. I don't remember there being a white a white corner corner with a C cornerback in the NFL since Jason Seahorn with yeah. the Giants in the the early 2000s. I'm talking like yeah. 2000 and over 20 years, yeah. Yeah, a long time, and he was like the only one, and that's why I remember Jason Seahorn because he was like the one white cornerback. Yeah, so that's that's why he sticks out to me. And they were like, you know, the Giants team made it to the Super Bowl that year, got curb stomped by the Baltimore Ravens, but they got to the Super Bowl. But yeah, like okay, if we're just taking like all right, so I would say Lamar would be the black quarterback, right? Who who would you put over him? I'm not putting Jalen over him, that's for sure. No, no. You don't put Jalen over Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar would carve up that secondary, the non-existent yeah. secondary. <laughs> so, and then somebody had tweeted at him. Like, I I was, like, retweeting the tweets that I liked that were responding. One guy said, uh, you fumbled that tweet like you fumbled the, like, fumbled the ball in the Super Bowl, something like that. And, like, that was one of my favorites. But the other was, who gets Mahomes? <laughs> I, yeah, I laughed out loud at that. And one of the guys proposed like the all the biracial guys like they just got to go through the draft, like through the draft, like it's like a pickle. <laughs> so it's basically like whoever gets Mahomes is probably going to have the advantage. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. It, it would be it would be a interesting game. It's it would not be uh, a a blowout like Rashard Mendenhall uh, suggest. It was a, it was a stupid tweet, stupid prediction, but anyway, it was fun for us. It gave us some content, but yeah, yeah this was a fun episode. But we're out of time. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll see y'all next week.